the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial power. Now higher income. Total Financial Solutions brings you the show. Hey, thanks for being here. This is the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby, TFS Financial Insurance Services. Hey, the Total Financial Hour. Every week at this time, we're talking about your family's finances. Of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning, living, and being a retirement. Uh, Success, I guess, because we spent our whole life working for something. Often retirement, remember, it's not a uh, a stopping of something completely and then and then you just sit in a chair and, uh, as I say, sit in a rocking chair on the porch waiting to die. You know, if you, if you remember back historically, your grandparents, you know, or great-grandparents may not have lived past age 70, 75. Uh, many of them worked until the day they passed, whether it be the farm or the factory. Uh, very little opportunities to... Uh, travel and live a life of luxury, those were the people on the other side of the tracks. Or that was somebody who built a life as a doctor or a lawyer. Remember? Two wishes for your kids. Be a doctor, marry a doctor. Be a lawyer, marry a lawyer. (laughs) Right? The whole change in life was that was the only opportunity for any kind of financial success. Except maybe 40 or 50 years ago, as the financial education, and I would say literally all education, But the financial literacy has started uh, permeating through various classes of people. And that's one of the benefits of the United States, that it doesn't matter where you are in the class structure. Access to information, access to financial literacy is everywhere. In other words, if I want to learn anything about anything, I can go to a computer. You can go to Yahoo or Bing. You can search on the internet. You can go through and find numerous places on how to get educated. You know, today's community college system is a pretty, pretty good system, at least here in Southern California. It it really is built along the lines of, hey, I'm not going to be a fancy Georgetown lawyer, so I don't really need that kind of education. But what I do need and want is some common sense. Now, I say that because in the community college world, there's still a few common sense folks left. Not a lot. When you have something like uh, the College of the Canyons that that is in northern L.A. County, in fact, it's one of the, the most northern L.A. County community colleges, and you take the top, I don't know, top five, top six people that, that work there, and the amount of income that they make, 
every day. Uh, you understand they didn't have classes. They stayed home. And the CEO still made, I don't know, what was it, 30000 a month? Yeah, yeah, let me back up. A month. How do you pay somebody $30,000 a month and tell all of you that you have to pay more in taxes? Sorry, you didn't get a job. Sorry, your unemployment benefits went out. But don't worry, the community college system has its doors closed and those public servants are just public paychecks. Now, look, I I agree that we need to have educational funding, but let's take a look. Dig deep. Go to Transparent California. Transparent California will give you layers of each industry, each organization, and it will tell you how much the top five, top six people make. Because if you add it all up, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $3 million. Yeah, $3 million. When you add up, the top 10, no, 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 there's there's 300 or 400 employees or more, and yet the top 10 make millions of dollars when you add it together. That's, that's important you know that, because at a time when there is austerity, where we're pulling in our paychecks a little bit, and you're telling me that community colleges are the answer, because I'm hearing it, I agree. In fact, I think it's one of the better things that our society has put together. When it comes to education and what and yet somehow it's become this line of cash cow where people are paying housing allowances for CEOs who don't even live in the area or whatever they call them superintendents. Now, you know, everybody I think they've gone through in some of these community colleges keep changing their name. Chancellor, superintendent. I don't care what you call it or what you call her or him. It doesn't matter to me. But ask yourself, how much are they paying? For, quote, these public entities. I share this with you at a time when there are more and more people being laid off permanently. When more and more businesses that are for profit that, by the way, hey, just between you and I are the ones that are funding these organizations. At a time when California is losing the middle class at record numbers. Oh, Eric, why are you picking on community colleges? Just because that's what I thought of. I mean, I I guess I can throw a dart at a board and find any other public entities like the Department of Water and Power, uh, the mayor's office, right? Politicians, if you don't think the elite class in Southern California ever missed a paycheck, well, then you probably are right. They didn't miss a paycheck during Corona. Your family had to struggle. Your Social Security check was affected. Your pension funding healthy funding program was affected. And yet, the pension alone from the chancellor of this community college is somewhere in the neighborhood of $25,000 a month. I guess you could do the math. That's $1,000 a day just for showing up for work or not. Just for being in your Newport Beach house or Santa Clarita. It doesn't matter wherever you are. $1,000 a day or more, because we're not even counting benefits, which is about another $600 a day. You see, at a time when everybody's struggling about $600 a month, the far left says, let them eat cake. The progressives that, believe it or not, run these organizations somehow believe that you should be subject to, you know, one 
one um, chance of trying to sneak around and, and do your haircut, right? And then Nancy Pelosi walks through. Has there not been a more striking example of how the elites think you are supposed to serve them? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe somewhere it is. But I go back about on and on how you don't understand your family has to plan and take care of itself. You cannot count on any large measure, Social Security or anything else that comes down that road, because that's not its job. Its job is not to replace income. Social Security was only ever designed to give you about a third of your income, your income needs in retirement. And yet for record numbers, it's 80%. In other words, eight out of $10 that someone receives in retirement for a big percentage of Americans is coming from the government. Meaning, thank you, sir. May I have another? Right? Your hands are out. You're, you're getting a, a torn piece of, of bread and a little bit of watered-down soup. And you're saying, thank you. And they are diverting record numbers of dollars to public servants. And then they defund the police. <laughs> what? Yeah, somehow we decide that that the folks that protect you, that stand between you and the bad guys, are supposed to not receive a paycheck or a reduction in pay. And yet, the top 10 civil servants that make millions of dollars at various places, you pick the community college district, you you pick it. Go on transparentcalifornia.com, just type it into your search bar, you'll find it. And then ask yourself. What is the purpose of paying water and power? Right? Department of Water and Power, you want a job that is an amazing job, folks, in, in fact, as far as pay and benefits go. 100000 a year for high school GED. Not, not a college, 120000 a year. A pension that people would only dream about 30 years ago. Go ahead and work for a city or county agency. So I I share this with you because at a time when they are taking from you and giving to people that never lost a paycheck, at, at a time when small businesses are being attacked for setting up the Speaker of the House, have you asked yourself, does that even make sense? Right? It's like you were driving 65 miles an hour in a 35 and, and you were set up. Okay, what, did someone hide the signs? Okay, maybe you were. Did somebody put up a sign that said, hey, by the way, guys, uh, you can go 65, and then the police officers on the other side says, aha, no, you can't. All right, you were set up. But when you're spouting every day how evil we are for trying to open our businesses, how dirty we are for trying to make a living, and yet you government employees across the board are doing this nonstop feeding your benefits, your health insurance, your pension contributions, right? It's this nonstop. So I need you guys to step up because I think from an income standpoint, whether you work for one of those entities, I'm telling you that most of you are, you know, the worker class of these people. There's very few at the top of this pyramid. There isn't a difference between, you know, a pyramid scheme where the top six make make all the money and and the same thing in the top six or ten of, of city or county jobs. There just isn't. 
Right? Remember, it used to be you were going to be a police officer or a teacher or you work for the city or the county because you never wanted to be fired. You never wanted to be laid off. You knew you were making less money and you were never going to be a millionaire. But you did it. Why? For the benefits. For the benefits. So today, when some of these city-county jobs pay $130,000, $200,000 a year or more, add in their benefits and sick pay. Add in there the ability uh, for, for uh, guaranteed cost of living increases. Listen, if everybody's doing well, I don't care. Let everybody, have, everybody make money. I love it. Come on. It doesn't, I don't mind. But when you shut down small businesses, you tell them they can't work. You go across the board and you try to tell people, hey, your retirement is your own problem. Social Security is going to end in, in 2032. You tell people, sorry, that, uh, you, you know, and when I say it's going to end, listen, let's be clear. It's, it's not going to just disappear. It's going to give you about 60, 70 or 80 percent of your paycheck. In other words, you'll have a pay cut. For it to survive, nobody gets 100 percent. So when they put that kind of pressure on most of Americans that are counting on those types of, of income sources, and yet you have the Marie Antoinette's of the world at the top of the, the pyramid scheme here that never run out of money, that have houses in, believe it or not, other states. Their goal is to not be a California resident in retirement. Why? Because they know the taxes are high. You can't afford three houses, but they can. So ask yourself, why is that okay? Uh, look, it used to be the Republican Party was the, were the bad guys. I remember in college they told me bankers, businessmen and women in suits, look at those people taking from the little guy. And now it's shifted Now it's the progressives that are on the other side that never miss a paycheck. Donald Trump has donated his paycheck every single quarter since he's been president. Have you asked yourself that? And instead of addressing, I I did, I brought that up to some progressive friends of mine and I said, hey, have you got, I mean, listen, hey, I get it. I don't like everything he says or does. I don't like everything my mom or dad or my wife say or do. Right. I'm not married to the guy. I don't want to be his spouse. I don't want to be, I don't want him to be my spiritual leader. I don't want President Trump to be the guy that, that I count on when, when my back is against the wall. I just want you to fix the country. I, I don't want to have you on my speed dial in case my plumbing is, is a problem. No, fix my country. Oh, he's so arrogant. Have you ever known anybody to run for mayor, let alone governor or president, who isn't arrogant? who doesn't have some level of self-worth, self-confidence that might be a bit inflated. I mean, honestly, you, you think you can be governor of a state of 5, 10, 20 million. What, you don't have a level of arrogance somewhere in your bone? Of course. Senator? Of course. So isn't it interesting that, that representatives, governors, will have this idea of, oh, the president is arrogant. And these are the same people that didn't miss a paycheck. These are the same people that try to chastise you to wear a mask, and yet they go out to dinner and not wear a mask. It's the same people like New Jersey governor who thinks he can control every aspect of your life. Have you noticed it really seems to be the progressives? I mean, I'm keeping track. You can count on one hand and probably have three fingers left any uh, conservative city or state that's had problems like this, the rioting. But, but when you look around, guys, 
who's going to take care of you? I, I don't mean to make this a selfish place, but first you put your mask on before you put somebody else's and when a plane is going down or having problems, right? Why? Because if you're not all put together, you can't take care of anybody else. You're worthless. You're a hindrance to other people. And in my world, I'm speaking financially. If instead you have to take from others. So I want you to have that ability to be self-reliant. And that self-reliant, uh, self-reliance comes from a couple of places. Number one, you have to learn how to manage your retirement income. Know that when a switch is flipped on or off, right, when that occurs, it's usually during the time of your life when you go from accumulating stuff, right, making, accumulating money, because your food, shelter, clothing, your, your income, that comes from your job. And your job is generally, back in the day or whenever, steady income. And your retirement uh, accounts, they can go up and down. And we want them to go up and down because when they're down and you're buying more, you're accumulating more assets. But you have 20 years to retirement. So what? But now, when you're five years, eight, until retirement, when you're already in retirement, you think not a whole lot has changed. Even if you've managed this transition socially very well, physically very well, what about economically? Meaning the job that the money had for you back in the day to accumulate, the goal was to get more, buy more, interest, double double down, grab it, grow, grow. That's, that was the job of that money. Now, when you're transitioning into a retirement life, Right When you're transitioning into an income stream that comes down the road and its job is to feed you a monthly income, we can't have the monthly income go up and down. We can't say, hey, today, this month, pay me 5000 Oh, next month, three. Next month, nine. Next month, two. You couldn't do that because you can't budget. You can't survive. So you need reliable retirement income. If, if you are one of those government employees, and look, when you sit in my office, I know you, you and I talk and you smirk a little bit and you know that you didn't really work eight hours a day to get paid eight. Maybe sometimes you work 10, but more often than not, you work six and a half, seven, maybe a little less. Right? I mean, let's think about this. I'm not putting down anybody. I was a government worker, so I get it. You know, you walk in, you you clock in, and then you... Go use the restroom, you hang out at the coffee, you go ah, ah, sit down and stretch, and you kind of work through the desk and tick tock. You make you made twenty two dollars this in the last fifteen minutes, got it. Money's still coming in. You have to do a job. You realize the 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 productivity of what's going on in the world of retirement is your desire, your ability to make this nonstop stream of income. Well, that's why you got a city job. That's why you worked for the county. Because the benefits and the pay. Rarely did you ever receive a pay cut. Probably never, unless you change jobs or something. So when it comes to retirement, why would you settle for market accounts that go up and down where you could lose lots of money or make lots of money? Why is that unsure that insecurity worth it for you. Maybe it is for some of your money. Maybe you decide, 
listen, I'm 62. I plan on living a long time. I don't have any ailments. I'm healthy otherwise. So I'm going to keep a third of my money in the market. Okay. I'm going to keep half. No problem. But something has to be there that's reliable, that's guaranteed. Have you seen this past week in the volatility? Past couple weeks? Do you not expect that to continue going forward? Both through the election and after the election? Don't you think or expect there to be some big problems coming down the road? I do. Just because that's what normally happens. The market is going to go up and down. It always does. And when it does, believe it or not, guys, your account goes down with it. And if you're expecting some sort of reliable retirement income, wouldn't it be nice to have that where if you are paying a cost for that guarantee, if that income has a fee, at least you're getting more for it than you're spending. I think that's a good idea. It doesn't take a whole lot to make sure that whatever benefits you're getting uh, are better than what it costs. In other words, you have to manage this. It isn't just like, well, I go to sleep and I wake up and my pension's going to come in from the city or the county or the state every day. It may. But when I'm telling you that these pension funds are not funded properly... I saw one recently, a report recently from LAPD says they were funded at 93%. Maybe. Great. But you always have to look at a couple of things. Number one is what percentage are they using? What interest rate are they using? So when they say that their percentage of, of funding, that means as long as you get $93 for every 100 that they owe you, you're fine. It can last forever. It's like saying, I'm only 7% in debt. Well, what does that mean? Or I get to make 93% of every dollar that I need to spend this month, I actually earn. The rest I have to go into debt. Right? You wouldn't do that. Not for very long. Not be financially healthy. So we, I'm happy that it's 93. I want it to be higher. But I also think that if it can go up and down, if there's some volatility that can happen with it, wouldn't it make sense to have some or part of your own money out of that world. So there are a few things to think about. I mentioned to you having that reliable retirement income, but I want you to break it down into sections. I like three different parts of your income because when you look at this, a dollar just isn't a dollar, right? How many times do we call, you know, we put it in our pocket. We call, This is a, the, the $20 in your pocket. You're not going to put that towards your daughter's or your son's or your grandchild's college education, Right? The job of that $20 is for lunch or for dinner. The job of your accounts have to have a purpose. So when I call it a purpose-driven retirement, it isn't just for your time. We've spent a lot of time on that. It isn't just for the, uh, the day-to-day activities. I think you need to have that. You need to have an opportunity so that you can go out. You can have somebody count on you. You can show up. You can be thing, be uh, important to people. You can do things that are important to others. That's, that's a big part of it because that part of your life is for your time. Have a purpose for your time. It doesn't have to be every day. Sometimes it's a garden. Sometimes you're outside working in the yard and it takes a lot of effort. But a schedule doesn't end the day you retire. Otherwise, you gain weight, you become unhealthy, 
Otherwise, you become somebody who does whatever your activities are. So pick your bad habit. I don't know, smoking, drinking, sitting in front of the television, watching TV, uh, I, I don't know, gossiping, whatever it is that you have as a bad habit. What I have found is in retirement, if you don't have a purpose for your time, you tend to do that more. Bad habits, greater. Problems, much more. Only because you have to start finding meaning and purpose. So when we come back after the break, I want to get into splitting up your assets, your retirement assets, into different places for retirement income. So now that we say these dollars have a job to do, this 50% or 60%, whatever it is of your income, uh, of your assets, and the job of that, that money, that retirement money, is to give you a reliable retirement income stream, that, that money, well, there's three different parts to it. And in each one of those, we have to have a purpose so we don't run out of money. We have to have a purpose for our time so we don't run out of life. All right, stay with me. We're going to continue. 888 retire That's 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Eric Hallaby. Stay with me on the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Higher income strategy. Learn from Arif Halaby. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Now Arif has a plan for me. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Arif Halaby. Triple eight ninety nine retire eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven triple eight ninety nine retire. Okay, that's our number. Important you you write that down. We're here every week. If you want to talk, give us a call during the week. Even on the weekends, sometimes we answer. If we're in the office working late, it depends on how crazy things are. But we are every week from eight o'clock until at least six p.m. If you'd like to to come into the office, we have the the proper protocols for that. If you'd like to come in and and, uh, have a conversation on the phone, of course, or Zoom or or whatever the Microsoft Teams, anything like that, we can do the FaceTime. We can get involved and have a conversation with you on the phone if you feel more comfortable. Because I don't know if we're right for you. Because we're not right for everybody. Sometimes the information we put out is, is good enough for you. And I'm okay with that. Because I don't think anybody, one, who's on the TV or radio, ever tells you we're right for everybody all the time. I, I don't, I, maybe they believe it. I don't know if they do. I think it's difficult to ever say that you are that person only because the answer behind the scenes is we're experts in what we do. We're, we're specialists in what we do. Reasonable, reliable retirement income, a chance to have a, have a guaranteed income stream through retirement. So let's break this down. I think there are three different parts or phases in retirement when it comes to your money. Number one, the uh, immediate. So when I say immediate, it's within a year. So it's not tomorrow. If you retire today, immediate could be nine months from now, or it could be next week. So the immediate part of, of retirement, reliable retirement income, means I need chunks of dollars. Now, I also need income because I just stopped getting a paycheck yesterday. So tomorrow I need a paycheck. So that immediate area is within the first year. And the reason is because often 
the things we do in that first year, really the first five years, but the first year it's really explosive there. The things that we do in that first year, whether it's we run out and we buy an RV or a boat or a vacation home, those things have long-term debt. Now, remember, you're, unless you solve the long-term income, that equation is not balanced. The reason you can get a 30-year mortgage when you're 30 years old is because you're probably going to work for the next 30 years. Simple. So if you're going to have a 30-year mortgage or a refinance when you're 65, you have to ask yourself, does that fit my formula? It can, as long as your income can last. But the debt that you accumulate has to have an equal and opposite force called income. So I don't care. Go out and buy, buy an RV for $1,200 a month in a payment. People do it. Then we need to make sure you have an asset, something that is going to bring in $1,200 a month. Oh, I have a rental property that, fine, make sure that the income from the rental property offsets the mortgage and the expenses, and hopefully there's a profit left over, and that goes into your pocket. So in each of these occasions, you have to lay down where and why and how does it come from to to support the debt that you are accumulating. So that period of time, right, that one-year period of time, is important. Anything you need, chunks of money, pay off this, take all of my family on a cruise or a vacation, anything like that, no problem. That's the one-year account. What about the second tier? That's income between one and five years. Now, why do I say five years? Because in the income world, there are periods of time where you can have multiple sources of income And it changes and trades off as you go through this part of life. And we want it to grow. And the five-year period of time is a good time to to use big chunks of money. But after five years, your your age hits the next cycle, right? You go from 60 to 65, from 64 to 69. In other words, you cross over periods of time that in the income world matter. Because if somebody is 60 and somebody is 65, statistically speaking, the person who is 60 years old will live longer and will need more money. The 65-year-old will not. Statistically speaking, that is why you get paid more money, more income when you are older. Starting income, for example, at 70 years old will be a higher monthly guaranteed payment than when you were 60. Any financial professional, I don't care who they are, any financial professional who runs around and keeps telling you that even in retirement, your job is about accumulation, I don't think they're correct. I just don't. I think you're treating somebody who's 40 years old the same as somebody who's 70. They're different people. They have different assets. I can't go back to work when I'm 74 if I made a bad investment. Right? Make a bad investment when you're 70 years old. What are you going to do? Go back to work. Technology has changed. Employees have changed. The industry has changed. You can't go back into the same industry because it's probably already changed many times in three, four, five, six years. So you start off at the bottom, minimum wage. So I need you to get to the place where I don't have to have you worry about income. And that's what the third five-year period of time is all about. Because from five years after retirement 
through the rest of your life. I want income that increases, that has basically a cost of living increase. I want income to have grown for five, six, seven years. In other words, the account is not being touched. As that lifetime income is growing, then we can turn it on. We say, all right, start sending me a paycheck. Now, look, when you pass away, your family gets whatever's left in the accounts anyway. It isn't as if, tough luck, you got a paycheck and nobody else gets. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. Annuities used to work that way in the past, but a fixed annuity or fixed indexed annuity today, one, doesn't have to have fees. And number two, doesn't have to actually (laughs) uh, go away when you die. So many times people think, and when I hear a licensed person of any of any financial license, there's a lot of different licenses out there, and they try to say that, oh, well, you give up your money, or um, I'm thinking, wait a second, did you not understand? That's not how it works anymore. Maybe 30 years ago it was that way, but things have changed, buddy. Stay up. If you're going to comment on an industry, know what you're talking about. Because a conversation about lifetime income that strategically is, turns on for you and then goes up every year, every couple of the years, every two, three years, you have an increase just like a cost of living increase, right? A lot of our city state workers are not going to receive a cost of living this year or it's been suspended because, sorry, no money, right? COVID has become this, this business of business. The amount of money people make selling PPE, the amount of business money uh, in consulting and counseling, how to reopen your restaurant, how to make sure you're not sued by an employee and how to create the ability, all of this. So it's very unlikely anytime soon that COVID, once it becomes entrenched, it has now become a business. Raise your hand if you want want you to be put out of business. (laughs) Of course not. Raise your hand if you're a politician and you want to actually have something to talk about that's not fear. It's not going to happen, certainly not if you're on the left. Right? My progressive friends that run around, all they, they, have to, they have to always have something wrong. And it's like a friend of mine told me once, I was complaining. He says, Eric, you don't even realize where you are. I said, what do you mean? He says, you're walking through a garden. And there's manure and there's roses. You decide what you're going to smell. They both are there. In fact, they both need each other. Because without the roses, the fertilizer wouldn't be present. Without the fertilizer, the roses wouldn't grow. So you decide. What do you want to smell? What what do you want to focus your time? What do you want to, to be? And although that was told to me probably 30 years ago, I still remember it. Of course, coronavirus is a deal. People pass away. I get it. But they die from everything. Right? I mean, take a look. The lifetime income that we're talking about from five years to the rest of your life is going to have one or two more of these crises at least. You're going to see another coronavirus, another Wuhan flu of some sort. You're going to see another uh, problem in the, in the economic system, in, in the recession, political Of course you're going to have that. And everybody got a job with the city, county, state because they like the guarantees and the benefits. But maybe you didn't. So how do you protect that? 
because I think they're going to have to cut pensions or at least continually not give a cost of living increase. They just don't have the money. It isn't a game. I mean, look at the markets going up and down. You understand these folks have to sell their stock bonds and mutual funds in order to pay you. So you can hate big companies and be a teacher's union all day long, but where do you think they invest your pension? (laughs) Where? Uh, In a box with your name on it? Locked under somebody's drawer? You can be all angry as a, um, what is the the automobile industry, right? Teamsters, all, all upset at big corporations. But where do you think you put your money? Your pension money, your retirement money, is in those same big corporations that you hate. What do you think about the pensions that AOC and her friends will get? Oh, and yes, Congress does receive a pension, by the way. Where do you think that money is invested? In the same big companies. So understand that that either they're ignorant or it's a dishonest play for power. I tend to think the latter. I don't want your retirement life to go up, down, up, down, up, down. Yes, we can travel. No, we can't. Right? I have friends that are in their 50s and 60s that haven't left their home except to look like a Martian going to the grocery store. I've had other friends that have continued to worship, travel. I mean, they're not giving hugs and kisses like they used to, but they're still living. I have uh, physicians as clients that think this is a, the, the overreaction is a joke. We have other physicians as clients that think this is, you know, the, the, the black plague. When I ask them about bubonic plague, typhoid, typhus, first of all, they don't even know that there's a huge epidemic in most inner cities right now. There is. Homeless people are transferring it to law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics, to, to people just walking down the street who try to climb over six uh, you know, people to get to their front door who have to systematically daily wash off uh, from human waste the, the front porch of their business. There's massive amounts of bubonic plague, typho, uh, typhoid and typhus in Los Angeles. It's on a rise I don't know. Is that more contagious than coronavirus? Maybe. I don't know. I just know we didn't shut down the world for those things. And when you have 0.00004% of the people dying, there's a reason they didn't want you to learn math. Instead, they wanted you to learn you know, social justice. There's a reason science wasn't taught because you would realize the lifespan of a virus is very limited. It's one of the most fragile living beings. But hey, I'm not a scientist. I just, I just took honors biology in 11th grade. So I don't know. I share this with you not because I want us to, to do anything other than think. Because if they can manipulate and control, right or wrong, but manipulate and control through the media, your personal behavior, scare the daylights out of you from walking down the street, from going to the store. I see you guys. You're driving in a car with a mask. Have you not thought that something like Legionnaire's disease might, might hit you? Have you not thought of the bacterial infection by breathing your own air? There's a reason you have two nostrils to get the air away from you. God didn't make a mistake when he created the way you live. And so 
look, maybe right, I had a friend who had double uh, kidney transplant who was on immune suppressant drugs, meaning his immunity is less than yours. And how they treated him was Gatorade and Tylenol. That was it. Not even an IV line. And he had to be quarantined. He was uh, positive COVID and, and sat in a COVID unit for 14 days until he tested negative. So I, I understand, but the, the the cure or at least the treatment is here for a big percentage, 80, 90%. It's what the doctors are saying, not me. I know two physicians who are at 100%. They treat with the the hydro, hydroxychloroquine protocol. So far, 100% survive. So maybe, I don't know, where is the political power? Is it in keeping you afraid in an election year? In a time of unprecedented hate towards the president? And you want to trust your retirement accounts to something that goes up and down? Basically at the whim of whomever billionaire speaks next? Whatever politician has a, has a outrage of the week? Right? What are they so outrageous, outraged about? I don't know. Remember global warming until they realize that it's such a gradual thing. Uh, millions of people are going to die. No, people move. So if you're telling me water rises, then people move. Uh, right? Oh, water, waste water. Water has always, the same water that is on the planet today has always been on the planet. We don't have more. We don't have less. It's either in a solid, a liquid, or a gas. So you could take a bottle of water, pour it out onto the, the grass. Some of it seeps down. Some of it evaporates. And when it evaporates, it rains in Denver. All right. Hey. So the problem we have is not this whole water shortage. It's clean water shortage that is manufactured by politicians. You see, I think we would have gone down that road further had it not been for coronavirus. I think there would be even greater hysteria down the clean water. I think that's one in their back pocket. They will use that next year when the vaccine is here and, and you know we stop talking about COVID after the election becomes a footnote. Then it will be all about clean water and Governor Newsom's closing of the largest, one of the largest clean water, freshwater uh, uh, facilities called the Sacramento Delta River, right? Remember the smelt, the Sacramento Delta smelt. Well, water that is supposed to uh, service the Central Valley, the vegetables, the fruits, the trees, he diverted out to sea to save two fish. No joke. Trillions, trillions of gallons of water. So instead, the farmers say, well, we need water. So they take fresh water that you're supposed to drink, and they reroute it for the farmers. Surprise, a water shortage. All you have to do is reroute the Columbia River. Out, out, it's going out to sea anyway. Uh, right? Sh sh throw a pipe down the middle. I've seen these uh, proposals. Run it 30 miles offshore, come straight down, and drop it into two places. San Jose and Southern California. That's it. Your water shortage is over. Instead, they do some high-speed rail. In other words, the crises we have are manufactured, created, made worse. Today, it's progressive Democrats. 
maybe 20 years ago, it was Republicans. Today, it's progressive Democrats. Problems? Just trace it back to whatever hysteria of the week. My point is, your retirement income cannot be subject to whomever is in power or whatever the millennial uh, you know, fever of the week is. If you don't think there's instability down the road, I think there is. I think if you struggle to pay your bills when you were working, then you better be careful when you're retired because maybe, financially speaking, your habits need to be adjusted. Right? Set yourself a budget. I can only spend this much money. When you're spending more than that, then you have a financial problem. We've got to adjust that. If you have more than you need and you're doing well, then we want to make sure we pass it on to your children. But don't just give it to them. Make sure it gives, it's given to them in some sort of form or, or a systematic way through your living trust. Right? You can have a trust or a will set up. You can have a systematic deliverance of those dollars so that the young people can slowly learn and gradually how to become better financially uh, astute people. Because you don't want to be somebody that is in trouble, financially speaking. You don't want to be somebody who gets to the place and forgets about the lifetime income. Five years to lifetime, number one, I want you to focus on Guaranteed income for you and a continuity for your spouse. For many of us, one of the one spouse is going to live longer than the other. Most of society still thinks the men are going to pass away first and, and rightfully so, because many of us married ladies that were a little bit younger, but not always, sometimes a lot younger. My parents are almost 11 years apart in age. So we know that most likely the guy is going to pass first. But today, with healthcare being what it is, the advancement of certain heart and, and lung issues being addressed, there might just be a chance where women are going to, well, maybe die first. So I think things could change, certainly 20 or 30 years from now, where it's uh, statistically irrelevant, the, the percentage of who passes first. Maybe or maybe not, because the stress that a guy felt when he would work outside of the house, the commute, the traffic, the, that stress related to work might have been different than a lady who stayed home to raise her children and to manage the household. But now that you have a lady going to work, working a career, and managing a household, maybe the stress and pressure on your heart and the body, maybe that's going to change. So kind of think about this as we walk through this phase of your life, now you are five years plus, 10 years plus, one of you most likely will pass first. And when they do, we need to make sure that the income continues for both of you. So that is what that third portion, it's the five years, 10 years to lifetime income. That's what the job is. And then here's another part that's pretty important. The cost of living part of this the Federal Reserve came out recently and said it will no longer try to hold inflation at 2%. And here's why. They have flooded trillions of dollars into the system, into the economy. So when they did that, the dollars are floating. So how they normally take them out of circulation is by restricting how much a bank can lend. So when a deposit is made at a bank, 
the Federal Reserve sweeps some of the cream off the top and pulls it and says, okay, now you can only lend a certain amount. But now that interest rates are very low and you have massive amounts of dollars available, so it's not just inexpensive to borrow it. There's a lot available. So every, you know, remember, if you could fog a mirror, you get a loan. <laughs> remember we used to say that? Fog a mirror, you're alive. Here's a loan. We call them ninja loans. No income, no job, no assets sign here. And so as that would happen, you would see people go along this road of, of doing their best, I guess, to pay their mortgages, but not always. So now they are okay with the flooding of the system of dollars. So I think inflation is coming down the road. When? I don't know. But I can tell you the Federal Reserve has signaled we will not hold, the, the hold back at 2%. Now what that means is that the possibility of inflating currency is high. It means the purchasing power of your Social Security check will diminish. It means that you need reliable retirement income that goes up over time. It means that if you have a pension, like a lot of the union pensions, that are never going to go up, this is what it is, it's overdone, then we have to have a backup plan. 888-99-RETIRE. That's who we are. That's how you get a hold of me. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. If I can help you, it'd be my pleasure, guys. It's, uh, I don't know, almost 25 years now in this business. We've seen a lot of things. A lot of cycles come and go. A lot of people come and go. Uh, If there's a, a plan or a purpose out there for your money, we could probably find it. And if not, look, if you come in or you call, then I'm going to tell you, hey, listen, there's nothing I can do. You're in great spot. You're in a great spot. The second opinion worked. You're fine. It's nice to have that peace of mind. That's my job. Triple Eight Ninety Nine Retire. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for being with me. You have a wonderful week. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Halaby. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Now Arif has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably. Thanks to Arab Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power.